Welcome back to the Vincent Collectors Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Adam Katz. And today on the show we have a mutant ape and a non-mutant Sandy Koufax. Uh, welcome, Adam. How you doing? Good, good, good. So we had a we had a cavalcade, a cavalcade of uh, of auctions this weekend, right? Well, just one. We have to. We have to. We have actually, to, there were two big ones. But, to, uh, but one, it's a cavalcade. It's a cavalcade. Anything more than anything more than zero is a cavalcade. Okay, that's my. Well, that's way. That's way I see it. So, last time we talked about auction results from Heritage and Leland's. This weekend there was a major auction at Golden. There was a smaller one at SCP that I won't get into, but the Golden Winter Elite Auction uh, had its first two sessions, Saturday night and Sunday night. It actually has a third session tonight on Monday night. But I looked at the first two sessions and looked at how they compared overall as, you know, how the market is doing, but also how uh, they comped to some of the assets that are trading on fractional platforms like Otis and Rally and Collectible. Part one of that article is up on the site now. Part two will come out tomorrow. There were, you know, the big story obviously was Tom Brady's retirement and how that would affect his market. You'd expect there to be a bump. There, there was a small bump, maybe not as high as some people expected, and it was limited to t- sort of the higher-end cards mm-hmm. where the, the really rich people are playing, you know, because you want the best of the best on the smaller relative, you know, still high five-figure cards. You didn't see much of a bump, if any. The major big-ticket item at for Brady at Golden was a 2000 playoff contenders championship ticket, which has sort of become the gold standard of Tom Brady cards. Hmm. The, a, one of those that was graded as a BGS 8.5, which is not even that high a grade, um, but it sold on eBay for 2.3 million last week at Golden one graded BGS eight sold for 1.41 million. And these are like, these are just tickets. They're, they're, it's, oh, I see. It's I see. A card. Yeah, yeah. Called. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. it. They're they're signed, and there are you know this is the one that people go after when they think about the the best Tom Brady rookie card. There are only a hundred in the print run, and and he signed they, all of these, mm-hmm. like like and an ink or is it just like yeah? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, anyway, uh, Collectible has a BGS 8.5, so one of the 100, they have it. It's currently trading in a market cap a little over $2 million, less than that eBay sale, but about what you'd expect based on the, the most recent BGS 8 sale, which did go for about 7% more than a BGS 8 had sold for just before his retirement. So you saw a little bump, but it is just one sale. Tough to draw a lot of conclusions there. The Playoff Contenders Rookie Ticket, which is a much more common variant, um, but still sort of a desirable Brady rookie card. One of those that was a BGS 9 
sold for 120,000, which was up over sales of 109, 108,000 last month at Golden, again, before the retirement announcement. Both Rally and Collectible have assets. Um, Rally has one of these nines. Collectible has a basket of two. Uh, this one sold for 120. Rally's is trading at around 140,000 as of today. It's currently trading, so it may not be that price as we speak. And then same for Collectible. Their basket of two was trading at about 214000 The subgrades on all those are a little different. Rally's actually has a little bit better subgrades than the one that sold at Golden, so it could be argued that it's worth a little bit more. And one of the two at Collectible has higher subgrades as well. For higher grades of those... Uh, that are not on the fractional platforms but are interesting for the market. Uh, BGS 9.5 sold for over 450000 which the last sale of that was 312000 That was last May. A lot has happened in the market since then. This went for about what you would expect based on sort of the growth since then and Brady's retirement. A PSA 9 sold for 360000 which was higher than I expected by a little bit. And I, I think the conclusion to draw is that the higher grades are just going to be more and more desirable and probably see more of a price increase than the lower grades. Uh, for non-Brady stuff, one of the cards that we I think we talked about last time was a 1953 Topps Jackie Robinson PSA 8. It had sold for 94000 at Heritage, but that had been way out of line with, with other sales and... I'd mentioned that it's probably was prudent to see where this golden one sold for, and it sold for forty nine thousand two hundred. Oh, interesting. Which was, which was more in line with sort of the fifty k that we had seen before. Uh, it you know, there's always the chance that one sale, whether it's because of a specific card, could be you know, it could be the eye appeal, the centering, or whatever looks better. But it could also just be one, you know, two guys fighting over a card at a single auction. So it's it's. Difficult to draw a ton of conclusions from one data point, and this is a good example of that. You know, Collectible has a PSA 8 that popped after that $94,000 sale, got up to $74,000, and now you're seeing this sale at $49,000. Maybe it was a little premature to think that all of a sudden this card was worth $94,000 based on one sale. So anyway, uh, with other things that we've talked about before, the there was a 1952 Mickey Mantle card that we talked about a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. It's sort of the classic Mantle rookie. Well, not a rookie, but his first tops card, 1952. And Collectible had offered it in pre-sale on January 18th. It's finally coming to public sale this Wednesday. So look out for that. The wine collection that we talked about last week, the Piemonte collection at Vint of the Italian wines um, dropped last week. And I'll check right now. It's only about 40% filled. So not a ton of investor demand right away in uh, the first week of that. And that was the only IPO we talked about last week. Yeah, I think that's right. It was kind of a slow week. Another relatively slow week for IPOs this week. Otis still has not offered anything new in a long time. And Rally did not publicize what's coming out this week. Uh, they may not have decided yet. Um, we're going to talk about something that may come this week later. But 
uh, we can start with one of the things that is coming to collectible. So do they, do they like, do they, they, they pre, they pre, uh, disclose these things but they're but they don't always tell you when they're going to launch these things right yeah they'll have them on the they have like kind of a blanket coming soon Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily usually they'll assign the dates you know friday sometime over the weekend and send out an email but rally uh did not do that this week all right we got a little kofax going on so yeah one of the Card. So what Collectible has been doing is a lot of their new offerings, they're going straight to like early access pre-sales, like that mantle card that we just talked about. So I'm trying to stick to the ones that are actually going to open to the public this week. And they list this Kofax as one of them, along with that mantle. So this Kofax is a 1955 Tops rookie card graded as a PSA 8. It's scheduled to open to the public Friday at 2.30 they may shift it back to early access. They've been doing that. It's, it's difficult to know what's going to happen. But as of right now, it's supposed to go public Friday at 2.30 at a market cap of 42500 There does not seem to be any retained equity. As I said, it's graded. It's a PSA 8. There are 241 of them, so not super rare, with only 43 higher. There are a lot of others... Uh, grading companies, you know, SGC has a bunch of eights, BGS has more. So there are actually 291 total eights between the three major grading companies with 67 graded higher. Earlier collectible, I mean, this is the third 1955 tops Kofax that collectible has IPO'd. They have a PSA 9 that's on their secondary market right now. They IPO'd it at a market cap of 475,000. It is currently trading down at 365 which is in line more or less with the most recent sale of uh, PSA 9, which happened in November at Heritage for 384000 Again, there are only 23 of those, so people who are interested in the uber-rare Kofax might be more interested in investing in shares of the 9. They also IPO'd a PSA 8.5 last January for $36,000. It was bought out for 100,000 just two months later. Mm. So a pretty nice return there. So the the nine has not shown a very good return. It's down, but the 8.5 had a, had a huge return uh, after just two months. That doesn't necessarily mean anything about this eight. It's all about, you know, what what it is IPO'd against, uh, IPO'd for against sort of the recent comps. So, you know, Kofax, one of the greatest pitchers of all time at his peak, had an, an incredible peak and then had to retire early because of an arthritic elbow when he was just 30, which is insane to think about now. You know, Brady played till he was 44. Mm -hmm. Koufax was done at 30. And in his last five years, I mean, he won the Cy Young in his last year. Um, And his last five years of his career, he won five straight ERA titles. He won three Cy Youngs. He won an MVP. They won two World Series and two World Series MVPs. I mean, he was at the peak of his game and retired. So that's sort of given him a, a greater, you know, mystery. Like what, what could have been, could he have been one of the best pitchers of all time? So there's like an aura around Koufax that means that his collectibles are, are sought after at a higher rate than maybe somebody else who had a similarly good career, but doesn't have that kind of mythos around him. Hmm. It also helps that he's without a doubt, the greatest Jewish pitcher of all time. And 
you know, that, that makes them iconic, especially to, to a certain generation of collectors. I don't know if you were a Kofax guy or I was not a, I'm not a, but I'm not a baseball guy at all. So it's kind of like, okay. it's, it's, it's nice to hear all these stories. I mean, the Yom Kippur story was pretty cool. Like he, pit, he refused yeah. to pitch game one of the 65 series. Yeah. Uh, and then came back and still pitched incredibly <laughs> still. in, in, in two of the games there and they ended up winning the world series. So they, you know, kind of got to have his cake and eat it too, where he didn't, play in game one but they still ended up winning the series mm-hmm. so everyone was like oh you know they still won so it's great that he was able to do both those things he's still attached to the dodgers organization where he spent his whole career and the dodgers generally make the playoffs every single year and have you know won a world series recently made world series and kofax is is generally there for those so he's still in the public eye to a certain extent um and i would say you know not the same level as like a mantle, but how mantle his cards are the most desired, even though he was not as good a player as like Willie Mays or Ted Williams. Koufax kind of falls in line with that where he, his collectibles are desired in a way that, you know, other great pitchers of that era may, may not have been. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like he's, sounds like he's just generally popular. I think that's like, yeah. Like a like I I even I not understanding a lot about baseball I'm still like okay I get a I get Koufax I get uh, I get Mantle I get uh, yeah the other guy you talked about just now uh uh what was his name well even like Tom Brady I don't know anything about football either oh Jackie Robinson sure. yeah back Jackie Robinson I know all those I know all those names so it would make sense for those things those prices to go up so sure so we can look at recent sales and. Helpfully, there was a sale at that golden auction this last weekend of a PSA 8. It sold for 35400 So again, this market cap is 42500 which I think they based on this recent heritage sale of 42000 which had happened a few weeks ago. So again, don't put too much stock in one auction one way or the other. The last four sales, you know, including those two, 35,400, 42,000, 37,900, and 31,200. Looking at an average, you know, in that 35,000 range, there's going to be differences based on the different eye appeal of these specific cards, but at least from the pictures at the Golden Auction and on the Collectible app, the most recent Golden PSA 8 looks pretty similar to the one at Collectible. So Collectible is asking 42,000, most recently sold for 35,000. There was a 42,000 sale before that. So it's in that general range um, overall. All right. What else we got? We got, a, we got a mutant ape. Yeah. So finally, don't know if this is actually going to come this week. It was one of the things in the rally email, but it was not scheduled specifically, but thought it would be a good time to talk about it anyway. It's the mutant ape 857. This is the second mutant ape that Rally has offered. They've also offered five board apes. Mutant apes are sort of an offshoot of the board ape yacht club. So that I think that every board ape owner was airdropped a serum that could turn their board ape into a mutant ape, or you know, it would be an additional thing. And so all 10,000 holders got serum for this and then an additional 10,000 were sold to the public so there will be a max of 20,000 of these mutant apes not all of them have been created yet because some people have been holding on to their serums 
and been selling the serums. It's a whole ecosystem now, a whole ape ecosystem. <laughs> and so the, there are about a little under 18,000 of these mutant apes now. This is one of them. It is being offered at a market cap of 54,000. It does not seem like there's any retained equity, but the SEC filings have not been able to track down yet. Um, I would not be surprised if Rally has like an early access period for this. And when it goes public, it would be kind of like a low share cap, like five shares, 10 shares. We'll see. Uh, that's generally how they've been doing it. Um, I assume that the last sale of this ape was Rally's purchase. It was 11 days ago for 19.99 Ethereum, which was around 49,000 at the time. Now that 20 Ethereum is worth like 65,000. So a lot of this valuation is going to be dependent on what the price of Ethereum is at a given moment, right? Like the, the floor for, for the mutant apes is just over 20 right now. So like pretty similar in Ethereum to what Rally bought it for. But because Ethereum's gone up 30%, all of a sudden this mutant ape's value has gone up 30%. And it looks like a good buy right now with the floor being around 64, 65,000. But if Ethereum drops again, it may not look as good. Um, this, this particular ape is a common ape. Its rarity rank is 14,939, so not particularly rare and doesn't have like a ton of desirable things. But, um, you know, we're looking at something where the price of Ethereum is going to really determine the price of these mutant apes. Mm, okay. So the, so the, for the collection as a whole, you're saying it was 20 ETH, but is this, but this is offered at 54 ETH or 54 K? 54,000. Yeah. 54,000. Yeah. Hmm. So right now it looks like a good deal. Yeah, exactly. But that's a lot based on the price of, of Ethereum. Yeah. And given that this asset is locked up for two to three months, at least between IPO and trading, you know, you're running, it's a lot of like currency risk, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're running the risk that when this opens for trading, Ethereum could be way lower than it is now, or it could be way higher. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, we were just discussing this, the market's pretty well right now and it's, it's moving rapidly up it looks like but who the heck knows anymore yeah so anytime that you're going to invest in nft on these fractional platforms you just have to take into consideration that that mm -hmm. ethereum's price is volatile and it could be way higher or way lower by the time it's an asset is available to trade on the secondary market all right looks good so i'm gonna we're gonna invest in some mutant apes and a little uh and a little uh, Sandy Koufax, or what was Yeah, there we go. Sandy Koufax, perfect. This has been the Vincent Collectors Podcast. Uh, I'm John Biggs. I'm Adam Katz. And we will see you next week. Bingo, bango. Bingo.